0: I met Ho Xiaopei over a year ago, in pre-COVID times. I'd never seen her films before. In fact, I'd never heard of her before. Xiaopei doesn't promote herself. She's directed 10 films, so her IMDb should be substantial. She has one film listed there though it's probably my favorite. It's called Our Marriages When Lesbians Marry Gay Men. It's the film I watched when I first met Xiaopi, along with its follow-up, Happily Ever After. They're my favorites, and Xiaopi told me they're among the most controversial of her films. We'll get to that later. For now. I'm just excited to talk to her about what excites her about film. This week on The Point, director, writer, and producer, He Xiaopei. What is the most appealing thing about your films to audiences?
1: I I think the story and the... And I think that has to be different from other people, like normality, the normal people and the desires and experiences and their thinking. And it has to be different. I think now I listen to so many novelists talking about their novels. I said, who wants to know the normal? You want to know the e- extraordinary, you know, not extraordinary, but different. And um So, but also I think sexuality is the core of a human being and uh, everybody can identify, you know, everybody has sexuality, even asexuality. So I think people are interested in human beings, other, you know, human beings' desires and how they fulfill their desires. I think every film uh, is about sexuality.
0: Xiao Pei got her PhD in England, studying sexuality and cultural studies. When she came back to China in 2007, she helped co-found Pink Space, an NGO that promotes sexual rights and gender equality.
1: But I didn't want to work on lesbian issues, then I thought, you know, lesbians are not the the most marginalized people and there are some other desires and uh, are hidden and the people are not organized like in China wives of gay men you know nobody mentioned them and also people with uh, HIV and their sexualities and the people with disabilities the the sexualities of uh, people with disabilities no one um, was working on it. So I thought about working on the marginalized the sexualities.
0: In one project, Pink Space gave out cameras to HIV-positive women and their children. They exhibited the photos. It was a big success. A lot of people saw it. But one of Xiapei's
1: colleagues, a filmmaker, had some advice. My colleague told me, you know, the pictures doesn't talk. And you have to tell the stories that was a big lesson to me then there was a woman who came hiv positive woman she often often came to our how to say women storytelling sessions and she came Several times and the last time she came, she said she had, she had three months to leave. The doctor told her and she had a cancer in her liver. and she said, "What can she do?" And I said, "If you want to write a diary, I can put on the blog and uh, then you know the story every day and people will follow you And, uh, and uh, she said she doesn't write. and she's like semi illiterate. So I said, okay, digital recorder, and you have a video, uh, audio diary. And, and then I transcribed it and put it on Weibo blog. And I created a blog for her. And then every day after work, I visited her in the hospital and shoot. I said, just tell me your life, just tell me your life. And then I found out she never told her son Uh, That she's HIV positive, and and her son never visited her, and didn't know she's dying. And then she said um, she can't tell her son all this because that will destroy his life. And then, but uh, you know, because my mom didn't see her mother dying, and my mom like each time talking about that, my mom cried. So I knew it's important. So it it became my (laughs) my goal of visiting her every day and persuading her, and along. Along the way, and she told me many different other stories and how many boyfriends and blah, blah. And then then she passed away and never saw her son. And we visited her husband because her husband was in the film all the time. And uh, so I asked her, asked him the, how to say, permission to use his image in the film. And her husband told us he never had a son. We didn't know how to edit that film, so that that my editor, you know, and I fought for two years. We didn't know how to edit this film, so we went to the film school, and the film school teachers had a great. <laughs> Then we edited this film after film school, and it went straight to the film festival and entered the competition for the best documentary film of the year. And uh, my my editor put that film online, and she said that one day, she said, check how many people saw the film, 100,000. I said, What? And then from that point, from that moment, I said, OK, I'm only making film now because each time we have this meeting, 20 people at most come, came to the meeting and talking about their sexy stories. And who will know the story after this? Only stay in this room. So I said, oh, God. And, you know, it doesn't matter if she has a son and not having a son. It's a great film.
0: An early film is Polyamorous Family.
1: I have two girlfriends. They also have their own partners apart from me. Many people ask me about my relationship. For them, polyamory seems unbelievable, like these flying starlings. So I made this film. My name is Xiaopei. This is my girlfriend, Jaya. And my girlfriend, Sue. Sue's boyfriend, Ovil. I was born in Beijing.
0: She says she made the film after attending a film festival in India. Some of the films, she said, mocked polyamory, so she wanted to present her family as she saw it. Like everything Xiao Pei directs, polyamorous family is funny and smart. So and my
1: daughter in
0: the and it takes you to a world that's far away and familiar.
1: Susie likes men as well as baby. Lucky her.
0: How do you decide what project to do next?
1: I always film people around me, or friends or family, and uh, I think right now I have a professional editor in India. And uh, I probably made 10 films, but the most uh, um, uh, film that she liked was uh, about my ex-girlfriend's mother who was dying. And she said, that's the best film of yours. I said, why? Because the mother was dying and she was so thin and uh, and the camera was very close to her. And uh, but it's about the family, you know, the, Ex-girlfriend's mother passed away and the whole family watched the film and everybody was pleased that, you know, to memorize the, the mother and the, the woman. And she's she's not afraid of that. And it's it's really amazing. and uh, But I think it's the family video that is the thing I think it touches everybody. I mean, the family. But if that can touch the family, then it will touch the other audience. It came quite naturally. If you're very, they trust you, and the, and you like the the you like their personalities, and the, you create the story in this forty to sixty minutes, and you 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 tell that story. I think. Yeah, I think that they're all friends and the family very close and uh, there are lots of trust. And uh, then it makes very easy, even though like the Lesbian Married Gay film, they, they, they're not family, but they trust you and they felt very e- easy. Then they just can talk like <laughs> to themselves and they are talkative anyway. They are very articulate.
0: In our marriages, when lesbians marry gay men, Xiaopei follows four gay women in Shenyang, a city in northeastern China, as they marry gay men in contract marriages. The humor in our marriages takes you by surprise. For example, the lengths that one woman's family goes to to hold an elaborate wedding that ends in a parade for a marriage they know is a sham is true comedy. It's also warm, deep, and intimate, with a lot to say about the institution of marriage. There was backlash.
1: I think, you know, people, there are people, they're very rigid, and the uh, politics are so different, like even the the uh, lesbian married gay man, and the loss of a gay organization won't. Uh, wants to screen that because they thought being a gay should be, you know, gay, like uh, just marching on the street and being gay. And especially from the Western, you know, gay movement now is like a married to another gay man, you know, then <laughs> happily ever after, just like straight people. I think the marginalized uh, sexualities are still, you know, re- rejected by most of the people. So, you know, women's sexuality, lots of men and lots of gay men <laughs> don't like it. They don't want to see they don't want to accept it.
0: So, wait, so just just so I'm clear, you were saying that the gay communities outside of China no, are, or inside of China are inside
1: are- of China, mostly I know because I try to because there are organizations they promote uh, like gay rights but they just don't want to show this film. They said it's not gay. You know, if you marry to a gay man, lesbian married to a gay man, they are not lesbian and gay because you pretend you're straight. And uh, then some people said that they are not queer because they pretend they're straight. And feminists, they say, some feminists, they say, God, why lesbian women invite men into their lives and uh and the mainstream society said oh it's a cheat uh, because you don't uh, consu- consummate then you're cheating so that marriage is a fake and even you know they say it's a fake marriage <laughs> you know lots of marriages are fake so yeah so I I, I like to challenge and uh, to see you know every marriage is performance every marriage is a contract and why can't they you know have a contract within themselves and uh, won't have a children with, with their gay husband won't have the uh, same house Household and uh, financial, you know, sharing. Why not, you know? But uh, I think, yeah, it's a still. Shao
0: Pei's curiosity about sex, desire, and pleasure, and her commitment to giving voice to the marginalized, often take her to surprising and unexpected places. Like in 2017's Love You Too, a 16 minute film that explores love and sexuality at an art workshop for disabled people Is anybody else in China doing anything similar to what you're doing
1: I think people are doing now people are do, start of a picking up like a sexuality and disability and people are doing transgender uh, rights issues but the focusing on you know marginalized sexualities, I um, I don't know. I, maybe researchers, I don't know, because uh, I don't know if in the university you are allowed to study other sexualities except <laughs> straight sexuality, and then that's that's normalized, and you don't even have to study so. <laughs>
0: I know you've had a very hard time returning home to China. What has the last year been like for you?
1: I saw you, I think before the, yeah, I think the beginning of the uh, 2019. Oh, I think it was
0: the it was the end of 2019.
1: All oh, right. Before I went to Cambodia to make that to film, I went there right after I went to England. Then for making new films, then I traveled to all the. Badly uh, affected countries: USA, Brazil, <laughs> and uh, and each places, and England, and each places. I want they just uh, um, the company just uh, stopped flying to China. Then eventually, China stopped any airplane to come to come to China. So I just I got stuck, and I had to choose where to, <laughs> where do I want to be. <laughs> and anyway, so I I. I left Brazil because it was horrible and uh, so I came to, came to England and stayed uh, with my ex-girlfriend. So and she needed a bit of help because she has two young kids. So I stayed with her but it was so difficult and uh, and my mom passed away during that lockdown time. So I couldn't uh, come back to China. So it's, it's very difficult. And then. <laughs> but it was also very inspiring because i couldn't come back and then i thought the best way to memorize my mother was to uh to make a film since you know that's what i'm what i do so i was thinking and structuring the the film and that's what I'm doing and to make a film about my mother myself and my daughter right now I'm editing
0: I'm so sorry to hear that first of all uh, the film that I've been working on over the last several years has been about my father who who died during the making of that film and you know it's no matter what stage it's that happens or when that happens it's it's always really really difficult do you, have, do you have a title for
1: it? Bad Women of China.
0: Besides Bad Women of China, do you have any? Do you, are you thinking of anything else in the future for yourself?
1: I'm making another film about. It's called Chinese Dream. It's about a migrant mi- migrant worker woman, who came from the rural Sichuan, came to Beijing and worked as a nanny, as a cleaner, sex worker, masseur, and a and also back in the force to the village and the city, Beijing and the uh, village as a pig farmer, raised the 300 pigs, but couldn't feed the pigs and they came back to Beijing. So it's like um, migrant back in the force
0: When Bad Woman of China comes out and is screened, you'll have to come back and talk to me about it.
1: I will.
0: Thank you. I would
1: love to. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank Thank you you. so
0: much for coming. I really, I really love talking to you. So, uh, talk to you again soon, I hope. Thank you. Thank you to He Xiaopei. With Xiaopei's permission, I've left a link to The Lucky One, her first film, in the show notes. Join me next week. I don't have a guest lined up just yet. uh, So, it'll. Just have to be a surprise for all of us. Uh, I'll talk to you then.